Hello. Welcome once again to She-Hulk, Avenger of the Law, the podcast, a weekly podcast on the television series She-Hulk, Attorney at Law on Disney+, Plus, part of the Marvel Universe, based off the comic book. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of New York. Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you? Uh, I'm fine. I I just want to say I take radical accountability for my actions. Indeed. Indeed. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia... this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you? Great. How are you? And in the Canadian province of Alberta, Canada? It's Sean. Hope everyone's doing well. Indeed. And in the state of Missouri? Hi, this is Kevin. Kevin, how are you? Um, my legs are a little sore, but doing pretty well. I ran a half marathon this morning, so, yeah, a little tired. Indeed. All right, so uh, for folks who are new to the podcast, we are... Uh, Part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. You can email us a couple of ways. The first way is simply to type in darkdiscussions at aol.com. The other way is to go to www.darkdiscussions.com and choose the Contact Us uh, menu choice on a page of that website where you can uh, press that, and it will open up an email box where you can... Uh, Type in your email. No matter which way you do email us, please type in She-Hulk in the subject, and then we will know this podcast will, should be the, the I guess, the receiver of that email that you sent. Otherwise, it could go into the bottom. It could be missed because uh, that mailbox is for all the podcasts that you can find on Dark Discussions News Network, which is, once again, www.darkdiscussions.com. You can find us here. A uh, number of ways. Uh, the first way is to go to darkdiscussions.com, the website. The second is anywhere podcasts are found. And wherever podcasts are found, it will either be on She-Hulk, Avenger of the Law podcast feed, or you could go to Dark Discussions podcast feed, which is uh, the other podcast feed for the main podcast or the original podcast of the Dark Discussions News Network. And since uh, this podcast uh, the co-hosts you hear on this podcast are on some of the other podcasts of the network, including the Dark Discussions podcast. Uh, we throw this podcast episode on that feed as well. Also on www.darkdiscussions.com. Sean, what else can people find there? Uh, you can also click on the Patreon button. We'll take you to Patreon, where if you have the financial wherewithal at the time, uh, you're able to donate towards the podcast because the podcast itself is free for everyone to listen to, but there are lots of costs and expenses, and it's a nice way, if you can, to be able to give back to help keep the podcast going. And for every $5 each month that you donate, you get to put a movie in a draw that can be reviewed every quarter, either on the main Dark Discussions feed or on one of the sister podcasts, and uh, it's appreciated anything that you're able to donate. All right, excellent. And that uh, is a good point because uh, uh, any money that 
you decide to give us uh, will help keep us afloat uh, because we are always in the red. We're doing this uh, not as a profit um, thing, but something to do uh, for, uh, I guess, our own enjoyment, but also uh, for the love of the genre, which is all sorts of science fiction, horror, and superheroes, and all that other good stuff that kind of overlap in that Venn diagram of fans who love all things genre. Um, all right, so uh, that's pretty much uh, the house cleaning and the opening of the podcast. So I guess we can get into our feelings on this episode tonight that we're going to discuss. Uh, one or two other things is, is today is October 2nd, 2022 that we're recording this because some of our listeners like Pam are always curious uh, when we record these episodes. Um, also, um, the, the other thing is, well, it did slip my mind. So if I do remember it, I will bring it up uh, later. Oh, I do remember now what we do here on the podcast. We spoil everything because we're assuming everybody here is a fan of the show or at least watches the show and are here to hear different perspectives on She-Hulk attorney at law, as well as any other various things that may slip in related to the Marvel universe or the original comic and whatnot. So uh, let's go around and discuss uh, our thoughts on the episode, at least to begin. And I will start with you, Sean. Uh, I thought this episode, I enjoyed this episode. I thought I, it was, I enjoyed it more than last week's episode, which again, I don't know if that episode was quite geared to me, so that's okay. Um, but I just like kind of how they handle things in this episode. I won't get into it too much we can, until we actually get talking, but I did enjoy it and uh, looking forward to where we're going. All right. Sounds good. Uh, what about you, uh, Kevin? Let's. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I enjoyed this episode better than last week. It wasn't one of their more stunning Sterling episodes, but I thought it, I thought it was good. Like I said, this, this is one of those shows that even if it doesn't have a Sterling episode, it's still a very good episode. There are some interesting, uh, I wouldn't say twists, but uh, some interesting uh, character revisitings. And I, it, it was fun. It was definitely a fun one. Very right, good. Uh, for me, um, yeah, it, it was it was uh, fun. Uh, the show uh, hasn't hasn't been uh, what, what I necessarily uh, had hoped for, but it's uh, uh, each episode I do enjoy as I watch them, and this one was uh, en- enjoyable. Um, there is uh, some interesting things. Um, also, there is some. Uh, I guess growth of the character um, because it appears that they're doing more than just a regular superhero story with action and adventure and heroism, but also uh, uh, somewhat of a character study as well as uh, an every man, in this case woman, uh, type of tale as well. So uh, oh, it was a fine episode. Uh, I liked it and. Uh, my kids and I watched it a couple of times because my kids thought it was pretty, pretty good too. So let's go with you, uh, Mike. 
Mike? Hello? Yep, we hear you. Okay. As I was I liked this episode a lot. Um this is one of my favorite episodes of the season. Uh I just found it legitimately funny. I thought Tim Roth was really good. I liked the gaggle of D list supervillains. Um I have one minor complaint, but even that it's it's fairly minor, which we'll get to uh once we get past the spoiler barrier. But yeah, I, I appreciate I like the character work and I, I thought it was a lot of the character based humor. So all right, and Barrett. Yeah, I liked this episode a lot more than last week's. Um, thought it was pretty funny. It was fun. Um, and that's about it. Everybody else pretty much said everything else there is to say. All right, sounds good. So uh, that's pretty much our thoughts on the episode. Uh, generally, everybody liked it uh, at some degree. Um, so what we're going to do now is uh, pretty much talk about everything and anything, including spoilers. Uh, so, uh, no reason, well, you've been warned, but again, you're here because you want to hear, uh, differing opinions and critique and commentary and all that other good stuff. So, uh, what's up with you, Mike? You said, uh, you like this one, uh, a lot, maybe one of your favorite episodes, if not your favorite. Uh, why don't you start? I just like the idea of, you know, following up with where we were with the abomination, uh, Neil Blomsky, uh, the Tim Roth character from episodes two and three, and seeing him doing this uh, uh, self-help group for supervillains. And I've always had a, a weird affection for the villain, especially the the, the longtime villain turned uh turning a new leaf story arc that used on occasion will get in comics uh they've done it with sandman and and uh, marvel they did it with uh i think heatwave in dc and a few others not everyone there's some that are villains that should remain villain doctor doom should always be a villain you know the joker should always be a villain but i i always have a, a fondness for this and then just the nerd in me uh the longtime comic book nerd i knew most of these characters i'll uh Aguila and Man Bull and um and obviously you know, the Wrecker, um and uh who was the other one? Oh and Porcupine, you know, coming in to the show and I got a kick out of seeing these very, very, very cut rate supervillains uh from back in the sixties for the most part. Uh just being part of the show and enjoy the their dynamic. I just had a lot of fun with their interplay and with their character and it was getting into finally the heart of this uh, unspoken conflict with Jen, the idea that she is sort of jealous of She-Hulk, right? That She-Hulk is who she wants to be, but she wants to be appreciated for who she is, and she's kind of caught in this in this dynamic, and I like that a lot. Yeah, I'll add to that. Um, that's the thing, is that, that you, people have to come to grips with certain things. So there's some people that are very prideful and get upset when they're ignored or don't seem to have other people look at them as how they look at themselves. And then there's people who are very successful and very strong and very uh, good in their own body that can't stand um, having people 
worship them and whatnot because they just uh, have a, a smaller ego or or believe pride is a uh, you know seven, uh, seven deadly sin, or they just understand that they're just people that have just you know done well compared to say some of other people. Um, so Jen and how she's jealous of She-Hulk, who is basically her anyway. I mean, she is She-Hulk, and this show for some reason has decided to. You know, especially with the dating episode, show how people look at her completely different depending on which aspect of her ego, alter ego, she happens to present to them. When in real life, I think a lot of people would maybe look at the She Hulk as the coolest part, but as they uh, hang out with her or date her or whatever, would in real life determine whether or not you know is it because of She-Hulk or is it because of the individual that She-Hulk slash Jen is and Jen um, for some reason in this show they just want to make her look like this individual that is I don't know um, I don't want to use a harsh word, but someone that is quote unquote pathetic, maybe. And I don't understand what the point is, except that they're trying to uh, make a statement, I guess, because um, it doesn't feel real to me that this is how it would work in the real world if this was the real world. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I I disagree with that. There are a lot of people that are insecure and insecure and if they had a power that insecurity doesn't just go away they could become a megalomaniac they could become all sorts of different things in her particular case she is still not comfortable with herself and she never has been completely but now she has this alter ego of power so she's coming to grips with their they're both her just different aspects of her yeah, so I think you're, you're you actually do agree because I think you misunderstood what I meant. What I meant was is that there's still the she's still the same person, whether she's She Hulk or Jen. No, the, it's just that people look at at her as She Hulk differently than when she's Jen. The part I disagree with so is the that other people, it doesn't feel real. Oh, oh and, no, no, I, I what I, I no, I don't mean that. I mean the 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 yeah I, I don't know what how to explain yeah, it, but go ahead Mike, exactly while, while I'm saying. thinking about it well yeah, I think yeah. if I can if I can put it in, so I wouldn't call Jen pathetic she's just normal right you know she's uh, like I, your normal again again I, I that's why I said I didn't want to use the word I put quote unquote around it and said I didn't want to sound that harsh I'm saying show is showing her in a caricature rather than a real person that is as you're saying kevin which well, is I mean, yeah, she, insecure I mean, she's she's a normal everyday person and she's going through a lot of well she's going through what a lot of normal people do she's trying to get a job she's trying to pay off college she's trying to pay you know she's trying to you know find a she's boyfriend trying to find a, like, a boyfriend she's Right, right. All the normal stuff. And all, all that sort of thing. But the problem is, is that she also 
it's it she also had they i would i mean i understand what you mean when you say pathetic um you know in in quotes uh, but because the, it's but a, a caricature Oh yeah, yeah. It's like it, a first it, world problem, of, right? Oh, she's got all yeah. this power, but <laughs> Well, it, it's more well, it's, thing it's not even reminds that. me it's, of, it's it's What the thing it reminds okay. me of is it just thank you. What it reminds me of is like it's like people only like you because you're She Hulk. You know. And that's and so she that's just something that she's kinda having to deal with where People want to be with her only because she's She-Hulk, but they don't really care about her as Jen. And And she's confused because she didn't see it when she was Jen. But now that she has this alter ego, it's more confusing for her. Right. And so she's... And the thing is, is that what we saw with the wet... uh, Hang on, just quickly. What we had last week was she wanted to go to, you know, her friend's wedding or whatever as She-Hulk because she wanted the attention. But the thing is, is that, you know, the, and the thing is, is that the, the tension for that for that weekend is all supposed to be on the bride. And so she's I mean, one, she just doesn't understand that. But also she realizes, hey, I, I'm at least getting attention as She-Hulk. So I'm getting attention now. And then, you know, she kind of got cut down to size because, you know, people are saying, you know, this is about the bride. Now, granted, last week there was a little bit more to that. But then I think also she's trying to figure out pretty much like a balance, like when can when should she she be Jen and when can she be She Hulk and you know and I think like Phil said I think I think it was Phil said that she she's jealous of She Hulk because she would like that attention too, but she can't get it unless she's She Hulk. Right. So so I I. I th- I think I, I, I was completely misunderstood. What I'm saying is there's two things. There's, there's the TV, which is an over-exaggeration of real people and real people's problems versus r- real people who feel insecure and whatnot. And my point really wasn't about insulting the character or even the TV show. It's just that the show feels to me as if it's a, uh, I'm going to have to go with the word again, a caricature of real world issues rather than like, again, it's a comedy, so it's supposed to be that way versus say where I've seen things like this in such a better um, way in, in regular dramas or, or, personal retrospectives that we've seen in film and whatnot. So I guess I'm trying, I'm I'm saying is that I compare what I saw here as more silly. And again, it's a comedy. Maybe it's supposed to be versus say uh, a real, let me not say a real. Well, I mean, it it is, but a, a, a a drama like, like midnight cowboy or taxi driver or, the Godfather or, or one of these other films where you have the same type of things and insecurities and people, where are they in the world and all that. And it, it feels more real versus well, here, which is kind of, you don't have a lot of yeah. time for character development. Well, it, Sorry. It's, it's not ahead. even that speculative fiction. This is what speculative fiction does is it takes a real world issue and puts a fantastic spin on it. You know, um, you know, Star Trek makes an episode about racism, but instead of having black and white, they have people who are black on one side and white on the other. Uh, 
you know, Ginger Snaps has a story about a girl dealing with puberty by making her into a werewolf, you know, and the change and that she has to change every move, you know, on a, on a monthly cycle. Um, so this is a metaphorical thing, taking the two halves of our personality or, or our public persona versus our private self. And this is the duality that she's dealing with. Um, and this is a thing I should point out, this idea that they, they are not the same person. Jen and She-Hulk are not really the same. She-Hulk carries herself very differently. She presents herself very differently than Jen does. She has more confidence. This is a, this is a, was, was a, a, a story beat going back a long time in the comics. You know, uh, Marvel is filled with characters like Ben Grimm, the Thing, or the Beast, or Nightcrawler, who are trapped in some inhuman, monstrous form and wish they could pass for human. And so at one point in She-Hulk's run, when she was being written by John Byrne in the Fantastic Four, she finds out she can't ever turn back into being Jen Walter. She's stuck in her She-Hulk form, which you're expecting to be greeted with a, a tragic response. And in fact, she just goes, eh, that's OK. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I prefer being like this. I am I'm beautiful and I'm more confident. And, you know, I'm just so much better overall than I was as Jennifer. You know, so that's actually is a very old aspect of this character. And I mean, I'll tell you, I see it and I think everybody can. I think especially if I've I've heard about it with with women, but I'm sure men do, too, uh, where you have different faces that you present. Are you, you know, who are you at work versus who you are at home? Are you, you know, who are you as a as a uh, as an employee versus a uh, a spouse versus a parent? Versus a child, right? Because when you deal with your parents, too, versus a sibling, we all have different. Versus a friend, we all have different faces we present. And She-Hulk has this idealized version of herself. Jen, you know, is the strong, beautiful, confident person we all would like to be. That does not seem to have the insecurities most of us hide, have and hide, kind of from the world. You know, I had to deal with my own insecurities as, as dealing with teaching, where whether I. You know, what did I present of myself to my class and to my students? And it took a long time for the private me and the public me to kind of reconcile that. But, um, yeah, I think it's a very real issue. I think it's it's but it's dealing with it at metaphorically, where what if that was literally those two halves, that public face and that private face? What those two sides were, you know, literally presenting themselves to the world as two different people. You know, Jekyll and Hyde, another good another classic example. Well, this one, though, uh, I think at least how the show is presenting it, uh, She-Hulk and Jen, or for Walters, do have the same brain in a sense. Obviously, she feels more confident as She-Hulk because she can She-Hulk or Hulk or whatever the term is. And, you know, she's supposedly more attractive and obviously a better physique just for the fact that she's worked you know it's muscles and whatever um so um i think this is more like i guess someone like a musician or an actor that becomes famous and suddenly out of the blue they have all these people worshiping them when they were always insecure and 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 didn't didn't like that i guess um and as a result you know they they have the same i guess conflict as 
uh, Jennifer Walters slash She-Hulk because again, this uh, fictitious actor, actress, or musician, when they're not on stage or walking around where people just come charging up to them for autographs, they may feel comfortable and be okay and and happy, and then they have all that elder adoration or whatever the word is um adoration that's what i'm looking for they get overwhelmed and mental health or behavioral health issues may occur too so but, and i don't think that's um, it i don't think this is about her as as being popular in terms of the, the downside of being a celebrity i think this is more the fact that the public face the celebrity face is not match the private person that she is a she is that that yes it's the same yeah, brain but there's still that's, different that, personalities. That's point. It's like yeah. the difference between between normal you and drunk you, right? It's still you, which is not maybe the best side of you, or maybe it is. I don't know, but we all express ourselves differently. And who Jen is normally but, is that, not yeah. who She Hulk is, and it's not a matter of the popularity she's dealing with. It's <laughs> that she because she wants to be that popular person. She wants to be who She Hulk is, but she can't be She Hulk unless she's She Hulk. Right, but my example, I guess, is is analogy is the opposite. Where when they're not famous, meaning when they're away in the woods with their families or whatever, they feel comfortable and happy and good. But when they're the popular person, so they're they're all flustered and don't like it and and whatever. So so obviously my analogy is is a one eighty opposite. But I was I th- I felt it was the same principle, and I think that's maybe what. Is going here on here, whereas the regular Jen, she's just uh, another attorney, another wo- uh, woman in the city, another uh, person that doesn't have any traits that make her stand out, which is pretty much 99.9% of the entire world. Because for every Tom Brady or Taylor Swift or whoever, there's, there's you know 700 other college uh, quarterbacks every year that never get played in the NFL, you know, or and actresses that are or, or musicians you know that never get out of the the um the garage so um obviously that is the same things that we all have are felt because you know when we were kids oh, i'm going to be famous or i'm going to be this or i'm going to be the best author or i'm going to be uh the you know on on stage in front of thousands of people and on and on um versus uh she hulk who has all that so, but it's yeah, not the she, It's not celebrity. It's not well, fame. the confidence. It's, it, confidence. it's just an analogy, Mike. You're just using an analogy. But anyway, continue, Mike. But I'm saying, but that's it is specifically that it is the confidence that she has to be herself, and she lacks that as Jennifer, where she has it as She Hulk. And yes, all that stuff is kind of the same, except. It's also not. It's she's presenting herself as a different person in the different body. And this is, a, again, a, a thing I'll point to. This is, you may have noticed a slightly feminist bent in the She-Hulk series. This is an issue that a lot of women will talk about and, and I don't know about complain about, but is that they have sometimes will complain about having issues being assertive. And, you know, having their voice be heard and, you know, women apologize a lot when they don't have to and things like that. And I think this is getting to something where you are with Shield. You compare her to a book, right? Is that the name of the other attorney? 
Yeah, right, right. The, her, the one that represented her in court. Right, who seems to have, on this, or at least from what we've seen, seems to have no problem putting out that sort of confidence. Right, that's and that's, that's more, I think, what she would like to be, but the only way she can be that is by being seven foot tall and green. Right, well, and sometimes that's just how people's personalities are built and made, and you can try anything and everything your entire life, and you're not going to change because you're just not built that way. There's some people that are just built differently, just as they're built physically differently, or, you know, I mean, again, my Tom Brady example or or, or Taylor Swift example, they, they have skills that most people can, can't get and never will get no matter how hard they try. And the thing is, is that confidence or self-awareness or um, any of that type of stuff, sometimes it's ingrained in your, your makeup rather than something you can, you can actually create. You can you can fix it a little bit. You can try. You know, you can adjust and, and survive. But sometimes these things, you know, Jen is just that personality. She's not Burke or Bird or whatever her name is. But having this extra personality now may change who Jen is as well, and they may become an amalgam yeah. of each other. Yeah. 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 She has an option now that other human beings in real the world, never mind on this TV show, will never have. So I concur with that, Barrett, yeah. Sean, you were going to say something. I swore I heard you say something. Uh, I was going to say that I kind of liked how they addressed her anxiety and insecurity, overthinking, and dealing with Josh this week. Because mm-hmm. I thought that felt... For me, it felt real because it's felt like stuff I've felt yeah. <laughs> gone through uh, in dating. And so I really liked that aspect for a comedy. We, you know, we're expecting it to be a comedy and, and not always be so serious. The way that they showed that I thought was really good because I totally related yeah. to that. And I really liked yeah. that aspect of would, showing that. So I was just going to say that yeah, like, I, I, I liked how they approached that, and I liked that made her feel more like a real person, right? That that was a percent absolutely right. That, that sums up a lot of us, but obviously it does Barrett because he he immediately concurred. Uh, I would concur too. You know, when when I was in that situation, um, you know, after having a date and I liked the girl, do I call her? You know, twenty four hours. Later? later do i send an email and do i try to set up a date tuesday i try to set it up for friday or saturday why isn't she answering her phone you know on and on why didn't she respond to the email yeah so uh, that 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 was probably the best part of the entire episode i felt the first like 10 minutes that montage that that was that was what i i got out of it well that was great Um, that it was like about three minute montage of no dialogue. There was texts, yeah. but it was just you know the the music over the visuals, and I thought that was really well done. Yeah, it was a great choice of music too. Haim, they're pretty good. Um, and yeah, when I was watching it, I had to explain to my daughters what a montage was because they they didn't understand 
that why there was no speaking, things of that nature. Not, not that they haven't seen montages before, because they saw the movie Up, uh, the Pixar oh, film. That, oh, that, so depressing. That that <laughs> five, first five minutes of that film probably had the best montage I've ever seen in a film, and most people will concur. Um, but I explained it what it was, and, and they picked it up right away and uh, understood what it meant. And uh, I would or if you like this this show, this episode did a really good montage uh that pretty much told us everything in three to four minutes without any dialogue at all and it, and it worked really well really good I really liked the um the coming together of all these guys because she's the only woman um with her and like trying to help her out with her dating you know with dating advice. And uh, especially with the wrecker there, <laughs> why don't you just be Jen with us? You know, it was just it was a touching moment. And uh, I really liked that part of the, the episode. Oh, I think it's interesting because they present the other perspective, right? Which is the, you know, the, the guys who maybe are afraid of, of the woman getting too clingy and that she may be pushing him into a place where he's not ready. Yeah. Right. And so that that's nice that they gave a perspective of I know they're 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 all supervillains, te- technically speaking, that for a show that has, I think, generally been not presented a lot of good guys front and center in the show so far, you know, does kind of draw a line between asshole guys and, and, and just guys. And these are just guys being guys and they're just kind of giving their advice from the guy's point of view. Um and yeah, I think we've all now. I wasn't dating in the era of uh, really the internet, let alone uh, texting instantly. Yeah. But we've all had that, like, that, you know, it was an episode of Seinfeld. How's you know? How soon? <laughs> how soon after you do make the phone call? Right. What What is the you know when has become creepy and stalkery? You know, or possessive, or or clingy, as opposed to you know. Just hey, that was fun. I like so, you. Assume yeah. Yeah, all yeah, plans yeah, exactly. are soft until you get confirmation from me. Right. Well, well, and, and what it is <laughs> is the point is 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 we, you know we we play the 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 boy girl dance and we both really want the same thing. It's just that no one wants to screw up, nor um, say or do something that society would think is weird which would make the person you're interested in think you're weird as well and again it's all the boy girl dance at least in this situation so that whole balance right and so a lot of it is just stupid miscommunications and not even the clinginess or the their um uh harassing and when i say harassing i mean uh, are you there yet? Are you there yet? You know, that type of thing, you know, with little kids in the back seat. Are you there yet? Are we there yet? You know that? Oh, leave me alone. It's, 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 so it's all a lot of, uh, just, yeah, the, the, the balancing act, the dance and hoping the other person doesn't think you're weird because society says that's weird when it's not necessarily weird. It's just that you're excited because, oh, wow, I found someone that I like. And and so I, I think the show 
showed us that unfortunately she hulk is in the same boat as everyone else which is where we, she's we playing don't know the, the dance <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah exactly she's Am just I playing coming the out dance too strong like, or not what? strong enough <laughs> right right exactly and i think that's why it is very relatable to um, most people um i would think um at least all of us i would think for sure um what was your opinion, Kevin, on the the therapy scene in I, the lot? I, I well, I did notice also, like it, it was mentioned before, she's the only woman in the group, and but, you know, you know, I what? Be, that may not be a bad, that may not be a, a misogynist thing. I didn't know it was it just the fact. No, yeah, and yeah. I didn't because a lot of girls like, will meet together, and all boys. You know, it's not necessarily a thing that no, you would together. It, I, but it, continue, it, it, Kevin. And I won't interrupt again. Thank you. Right. Um, this is something that I noticed. That that's all. It wasn't a you know massage. I didn't think of it as misogynistic at all because, I mean, one of the people in the group. I mean, she originally came there as Jen, and then she saw this guy, and. She, he, this guy was one of the guys who attacked her, and then instantly she, she, she hulked up. I think is that the the phrase she uses. That you know she hulked up, and she, you know, threw the guy in the into the chairs, and you get the the man book. Hey, I just stacked those, <laughs> and um, I, I, I thought that was just a funny, funny scene. But, and I think that's really the only time she ever uh, does breaks the fourth wall in this episode. <laughs> And it's like it's it. Well, there's just little things in there I thought were funny because all around the room are posters with quotes from the the abomination. Uh, What's it? What's the character's name? Neil Blonsky. Yeah, Neil Blonsky. You know, it's like you see so so quote unquote. You know, quote something unquote Neil Blonsky. Something quote unquote Neil Blonsky. And there's you know, all over the place. And I think they, it's, I think it's uh, a meal. They had a meal, meal. A meal. Yeah. Well, a meal. and then you had it instead of namaste, it was abominaste or something <laughs> like that, like abomination and Naste. So I'll be mean, just little things like that in the background that I thought were kind of funny. And, but it was interesting though, just how, you know, I mean, Jen just sits there and she's like, I, I you know, she wants to kick this guy's, you know, beat up this guy that, that tried to attack her. And then that for a while she's sitting down and she's, you know, she's starting to bear, you know, she's pretty much starting to, I would say, bear her soul, but really kind of open up to these guys. You know, none of them she's ever met before, except for Emil and uh, the other guy who, you know, she had no fight with. But um, just at how they all kind of talk to her and they kind of use a lot of those. It, it, it just heard a lot of what sounded like a lot of like like modern day therapy isms, if you will, you know, you have to forgive yourself. And I mean, that's not what, that's not one of the quotes, but it was something like that. And, you know, and it, the whole situation where the one guy was, the record was saying, I'm really sorry I did that. It was so wrong of me. And, but the thing is, is that you're watching him. I'm real. I thought for a while he's like, he's just kidding. But then I'm starting to wonder if he actually it meant sincere. it. He was sincere. Yeah, because I mean, later on, he was just interested in actually trying mm-hmm. to help her. I mean, he sincerely was, and everybody else was. Um, 
And that was so I, I I have to I thought that that whole scene, because Jen is starting to like what was mentioned now is is Jen is starting to kind of realize things about her and She-Hulk. And, you know, that's when they said, please just be Jen. And, you know, and then she's also talking about how it'd be. And also, let's face it, as Jen, she is lonely. Yeah, and because she was complaining about the guy who seemed actually to be interested in her as Jen and not as She-Hulk, because whenever you see those two, whenever you saw those two together in the montage, it was always just Jen. She was Jen. She was never She-Hulk. And so they're all trying to convince her, said, look, this guy ghosted you. Just leave him. There's other guys out there that'll be better for you and to you. So just delete the guy's number. You know, and she deleted it and she kind of had this sense of freedom, like I feel released and irking for a yurkin and fun stuff like that. So, I mean, it, it was a, it was an interesting I, I, I enjoyed it and I thought it was an interesting episode because here's Jen, she Hulk opening up to a couple, a couple guys and one of them is someone who attacked her. But then they all seem to get along at the end. Well, and I think the only. Yeah, and that's a, that's a, a a good point. Oh, go, no, on, you, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I was just going to say that I, I found it was interesting too what Kevin brought up because it, it was mentioned in the episode where they said, "Yeah, he ghosted you," and just forget him. And it's that that's the thing that's that I think is the hardest for her because to her. Based off of her all her dates with this guy, there was no reason for him to ghost her. So it makes sense that this would eat away at her because not only did she like this guy, but there is no reason for him to have ghosted her because there was nothing that made him show her that he was being bored or, or not into her or anything like that. So that might, that probably was another reason why she was hurt and terribly and, and could talk about it with ease with these other, I guess, hurt people because she just didn't understand. And it, and it was more than just her being sad for herself. And they, but anyway, Barrett, you were going to say something. What's that, Sean? No, go ahead, Barrett. No, you go ahead, John. Sorry, Barrett. I, no, I was just going to say that I that that's another good point because it's again something that some of us may have dealt with in dating is having things going well and then just that's it and you get no explanation and then you're left as an overthinker like myself where you're coming up with all kinds of scenarios of what did I do or what could I've done or blah 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 right without closure and that is a difficult thing if you're trying to heal and stuff right so i like the fact that she goes through the process and gets to the point with their help that she can make the decision and walk away and be okay with it actually closure is a really good observation she needed closure because you know i've been i've gone through it too like you're talking about earlier where I thought, oh, hey, everything is going well. And then all of a sudden they, they, you know, they're not talking to me. And I'm thinking, well, what was it something I did? Did I do something wrong? And you almost want to call up and say, look, I understand you don't want to be with me, but why? 
<clears throat> and sometimes you just got to realize maybe it's it's not you maybe it's just them and or it was they just realized you weren't compatible and they just didn't want to have to go through that awkward situation of i don't want to see right. you. i think when we look at the the dates that she had uh we talked about this back in whatever that episode was three or four that she went through just about every bad dating cliche you could imagine except for this right meaning so the the, the one guy who was really into she hulk but didn't like jen you know they slept together but then you know, he broke it off the next morning but she knows he broke it off there was like you said closure here this is the one of two other possibilities that gets added in in the the, the digital age and the ghosting is that which is the uh he, he sleeps with her and then leaves in the middle of the night without a letter without a note without anything and just refuses to respond anything which is leaving her to wonder what happened? Was it something she did? She she has, like you said, no closure. Now, of course, there is one other possibility, and that is look like something that might be coming up, which is the um, which is like the revenge porn or the you know really going after someone after you've dated them and then attacking them online and posting things saying, and that's that seems to be where they might be going with well, you got now. Her blood. But 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 for why? Right? It's to her. Right. He, she still has no idea why he would want to do even that unless he, he, it was all a scam in the first place, which we find out it was. Right. But to her, she just saw this guy that really was into her. And then he, he, he suddenly ghosts her and he's, she's like, what happened? It doesn't make any sense. Why would this happen to me? And I feel that was, it was a strong statement because like Sean said, it, uh, or, or Kevin said, these uh, things happened before, and and even Kevin, I felt was 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 right at right on the spot at the very beginning, which is it didn't make any sense and all that. And then the the second part, which was maybe they didn't want to go through breaking up with her, but again, that doesn't make sense either because. To Jen and what we saw, he was really into her. So it just doesn't make any sense. Now I know Barrett, you you were trying to get something in earlier, so maybe it was related to all this. So, um, speak. I mean, speak. In the end, the twist didn't really surprise me. Um, it he's basically trying to he was trying to get at her. He wanted to get her blood, which is evidenced in the emoji that he sent at the end. I don't yeah, know why he took a picture of her back. Yeah, right. I don't know why he took a picture of her back, but the wreckers. Yeah, the wreckers. Yeah. Oh no, uh, the insig. In, in, I don't know what that. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the intelligence. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that why? Seems... Why he he took the picture? You're right. I mean, that that was confirmation. That was probably part of that that thing that you're talking about. Mike, which is the the feminist aspect of the show, maybe. Well, I think within show, I mean, if you really, I'm, this is where I'm not entirely sure. If he really did get her blood, he, he has to show they had access to her. Yeah, right. That it was her. Uh, you know, so this was this was proof. Yeah, that's that true. he got her. That she's asleep. You know that, um, and that he has the goods that he's 
presumably going to be paid for. Um, but then I also imagine that it's going to be thrown out there and, um, and she's going to have to deal with uh, more of this crap online. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, the yeah, one, I mean there's the one time when she was, I'm sorry, there's a time she was attacked by the wreckers. Like the one guy tried to get, you know, tried to put a, needle into her arm so i mean it this might be just kind of like an assignment to him you know just his way of getting her blood and that was it you know no uh i mean you don't know who he's working for but i mean i don't know if this was intelligentsia or just some organization that wants to create more hulks oh there's no doubt that that it was some sort of job, whether whether he's actually just a a goon or or someone that actually is one of the the hubbub leaders, uh, it, it, it was inside the group, and I'm assuming intelligentsia because if it isn't, it would just be a do ex machina at this point. Um, so which it's was a King Hulk, I think, is what he tags it as. So I think that's yeah. all part of intelligentsia. Because we saw that yeah, same tag last week. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and you never know. Being being who he is, obviously, bad guy. Because that's what intelligentsia is being set up to be. Never mind, he did. You know, taking someone's blood without permission and taking a photo to prove whether it was for whatever reason or, or as you said, Mike, which sounds much better, which is a more realistic, which is, this is the proof. See, I, I, I had access to her. Um, he could also sell that picture to the internet just for the fact that, you know, you make some extra money. You know? So they may go that route too in the next couple of episodes where that picture will get released to the public. Um, again, that's a, I guess, a commentary for to the society for any any screenwriter that wants to up something, especially if it's a feminist aspect to um, the show or, or what they're trying to get at, which is uh, revenge porn. And though that can both ways, um, we do know that a lot, that a lot of women it, it too, and and so this could be a. A uh, another story plot too, besides the blood. So, a lot of ways they could go. Well, why? I, mean, I I guess I I mean I know what revenge porn is, but why would he be doing revenge porn when she didn't hurt him? I mean, that's usually why they. they why do are that. people? Yeah. Why do people hate on the show who have not watched the show? Right. The, uh, they, oh, there are well, there are I giant think, man babies out there. Well, well there are also, people also, that. Just well, like to no, ruin people's but, lives. Well, well, also re- revenge porn. I think is is not the proper term anymore. Revenge porn can mean uh, mean uh, a greater term than just revenge. Uh, it's it's more actions uh, of somebody of importance, and I can make money off of it. So you know, for example, those the woman, Jennifer Lawrence, Kate, or various other women who had their cell phones hacked that are famous and those pictures that they had that were for private viewing to certain people become public and people make fortunes off. And I think 
it's not true revenge pawn because again the person that broke into their phones didn't know them and purposely release it but they broke into a private individual's phone and then released all those photos well, so there's that it's there's so, that. I, so I, I think the, pro, the the term isn't revenge pawn so i'll take that back kevin it's releasing of private photos that aren't your property to make money off of that person. And She-Hulk is a personality of fame similar to what Jennifer Lawrence or Kate Upton would be. And so you could make a fortune off that. You can make a fortune just off regular people. Yeah. I mean, there's that old guy that had a website based on on revenge porn. It, and he was making money. It, well, he didn't care about the people that he was hurting. He would just get naked pictures of women and put them out there for people to look at. So, and get all their information where they lived and where they worked and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, it's not uh necessarily revenge porn. It's to make money or hurt people sometimes. Right. Yeah. So, so the term revenge porn is only one aspect of a thing that has happened to many people. Um, and you know, it's only, only a subset of, a of leaked photos, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, and I don't know what that term is called, but, you know, the, not the subset, but the, the higher level, what that's called. I don't know. Um, oh, so people want to bring up, uh, Sean, what do you got? Haven't heard from you for a second. Uh, I was just going to, I guess on a, tangent off tangent back to kind of what mike had said just uh i loved tim russ and you blonsky again this mm-hmm. this episode and i love just the aspect of like you're you're expecting it to be a scam but it feels like he actually believes in what he's doing right it does feel like he's not uh, maybe there was maybe initially he had it as an idea as a scam because you just expect that, but it seems like, no, he actually generally wants to help. And that's kind of a cool thing, especially considering where the character was in the Hulk movie to what he is now. So I like the fact that they kind of show a character progression and give you a chance to, you know, that's, there's more sides than just, you know, or more depth to the character than you might assume. So I like I like that. I um I also think that, that fits again thematically and that here is a guy who was uh kind of sort of like the Hulk, right? He had his had a, a a monstrous side. He's clearly as Hulk did in the intervening years between Infinity War and, and Endgame, he's kind of incorporated that. He's controlled himself. So we see him turn into the abomination uh a couple of episodes ago in his jail cell just to show that he has control over himself, right? That, that he's not going to fly into a rage if he turns into the abomination, you know, that he's incorporated these halves. And I I think that is again, a thing that we're hoping Jennifer can do that. She can have that, uh, confidence as, as, as Jennifer that she has a she hope, right? that you can incorporate the best halves of those two personalities. Right. Yep. And and as for the trap, I was fully expecting, especially when the wrecker walks in and then they talk her into 
jenning uh, uh, down instead of hooking up. Um, that that all of a sudden somebody was going to stick her with a needle. And I thought that was a great, I'm sure I'm not the only one. And I thought that was a, a, a great red herring. I was also expecting to find out that, um, that Josh, we were going to like cut to a scene of Josh walking out of the apartment at the end and like getting abducted, kidnapped or something. And that's why we haven't heard from him. So I think they yeah, really I, I read that review. things really well. Well, I, I read, have to admit I was I read that review wondering if if, if Josh was actually going to be at the retreat. Like I did, like you had, like I was kind of wondering if he was going to be porcupine. Uh, I was too. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I read a review. Online, that said exactly what you said, Mike. That because there was a lot of reviews that didn't like this episode because they felt the last three minutes of the episode was way out of, uh, I guess, context to the rest of the whole television series because it was quote unquote creepy or rotten or misogynistic or whatever, whatever you know, you know, you name it. That these reviews that I read were saying. And a lot, they, a lot of them, one of them actually said exactly what you said, Mike, saying that I, they, I wish that what we, that three minutes was, was him getting up and he gets abducted. That's why we're not hearing him. And, and then that'd be the story for the next couple of episodes. Um, I'm not saying I wish so, that was the case. I just was expecting it. No, I'm saying what they wrote. They, they said. That. They said they wished it was the case in that article, um, but I, w- I was expecting something like that possibly too, Mike, uh, because the ghosting didn't make any sense unless he was a dirtbag or he was abducted. So one or the other, I felt, um, or he was just mentally insane, um, and I didn't get the mentally insane part. So I assumed he was either abducted or he was a dirtbag, and, and sure enough, they went the dirtbag route. Um, to the chagrin of some reviewers. I just wanted to bring those reviewers up, Mike, because what you said, they said basically word for word what you said, so it was almost like you read their review, or they were thinking the exact same thing you were. Uh, Any else? Anything else? Anybody? Anyone? Anything? I mean, it it's obviously yeah, a, a it, I mean, it's obviously a um, a segue uh, to further the plot of the show. You know, it's like first we see intelligentsia, and it's like that's at the end of the show, and then we see you know, and at the, also at another end of the show, we saw the people attack her. You know, the wreckers try to attack her, try to attack her to get her blood. Then we see a guy actually succeed in getting her blood. So you know that it, I mean, I don't know how many episodes are left, but you, you got, there's gotta be a two, right? Okay. So you, there, there's two episodes left. You got to have a culmination coming in soon or else it's going to, it's what I'm kind of afraid of. But now is that because they put a lot of this fluff stuff, which is fine. It, the, the fluff was fun. But I just hope that they they didn't waste their time with the fluff stuff 
so that they have to compact everything into two episodes or one episode and kind of do a botched job of it. Especially with how short well, these episodes are, that worries me right. too. I mean, it, I mean, right. it may be like they might pull the Stranger Things, and in, in that, that the last couple episodes yeah, are going to yeah, be two like hour an hour, yeah. you know, hour like the last one's going to be a two hour, you know, series finale, which I mean would not bother me because sometimes I think you know some some of these shows. I mean, I know that they could extend it a little bit and have it enjoyable. Um, I actually looked up um, She Hulk on IMDb. Uh, as we were talking, and I, first of all, she, I think she's from Canada, yes. um, the, the actress. It's like, oh, no, good, you know, another good at Canadian export. Um, but then um, the funny part is on <laughs> that the first picture you see for She-Hulk that they showed on IMDb was Daredevil. So that makes you wonder, okay, Daredevil's supposed to come in, but um when is it going to be next episode or the episode after i really don't know no i do know that the show um for shows that are not like streamed uh at a specific time like hbo's house of the dragon so that one is not included uh but all the other types are you know like the the amazon lord of the rings thing and uh, that new Star Wars series on Disney, uh, Andor, Andor, yeah, Andor, and and all the other TV shows. Um, there's one website that tracks all the 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 viewership, um, and again, they 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 don't include House of the Dragon because again, that is released as a weekly episode that you can then just watch as a VOD later. Uh, but all those that are dropped on a early day, you know, like She-Hulk's dropped in the uh, you but that, know, 12 So that applies to all those shows. I, yeah. No, it, it, right. It doesn't apply to doesn't apply to uh, House of the Dragon. This is, I'm telling this is what the website says. Because the House of the Dragon is a, uh, considered a weekly television series that has a viewing ship at nine o'clock PM, similar to any show on CBS, NBC, ABC, and so forth. So it's not included as a, a VOD on this website. That's so they don't weird. include that. Uh, the ones these are all yes, like the ones that. they include are the well, almost everything's like that now because even even CBS you can watch on Hulu the next day or right, whatever. But because but HBO has its own it, channel that's an actual channel and not just a stream. Uh, exactly. Uh, I think that's I right. Get it. And, I get it. Exactly. Thank you, Mike. You explained it better than I did. Thank you. So, not including that show, because HBO is its own, a real channel, not just a VOD service. Um, She-Hulk is number one right now. So, She-Hulk is watched more than uh, any of the others, even that Andor series. Well, the, um, the Andor series, it's apples and oranges. Andor has been one week. They just dropped the, the second, uh, the, the fourth episode. But that first week had three episodes yeah and a lot of people you know we're going to sit down and do all of them at once they're not going to watch one at a time so it's a little bit of a different beast i think we'll get a better idea yeah, as a, it goes along that's a fifth one yeah it, it, it is a bad thing this website's doing in a sense i, I mean I, it's good but it's also bad because yeah like you know stranger things is all dropped 
together on one day. So how can you compare a show like that with a show that comes out weekly, even if it is a VOD drop, you know, Uh, because they're only, yeah. So it's a weird thing, but I just wanted to bring that up as an example. I do want to continue with what Kevin said, which is there's a lot of fluff and there's only nine episodes. And then as you added Barrett, they're short episodes. Um, If this was like the olden days where, you know, X-Files or whatever would have 24 episodes a season, you could do that and get it all in there and not worry about it. Um, So Kevin's point of, you know, is it a concern with only two episodes left? And as you said, Barrett, you know, maybe they're only going to be 30 minutes to get everything in that they want. Um, I, I don't know, but. I'm assuming they'll wrap it up fine. Um, so. Yes, I mean, I'll, I'll have to, I mean, one that there was another show uh, that I was watching, um, Only Murders in the Building, and it was on Hulu. And it's a, it, I mean, it total apples and oranges, I mean, comparison here. But the people who put it together, they they didn't put fluff in there and... I mean, it's a murder, it's a mystery, it's a murder mystery show, and and it's com- it's comedic because it's got Steve Martin, Mart and Martin Short in it, you know, with Nathan Lane and um, uh, 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 Selena Gomez or where I think that's her name, but anyway, she's, um, I mean, it's a it's it's a funny show, but the thing is, is that whoever put it together knew what they were doing, and they did not. If there was fluff, there was very very little of it. And there wasn't a, I mean, they had the climax, but they, they didn't, you know, it wasn't rushed. Uh-huh. You know, you the show said, felt like it, 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 it ran. It, <laughs> Perfect <Sorry>. timing, Phil. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. I, no I had to say that was funny. <laughs> I, I, the problem was, is I was really hoping you, no one was going to point that out as I said that <laughs> word. But, um, <laughs> They're getting so, true yes, market was, penetration. Was, oh, 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 oh <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, keep on going. It's, the whole point that was, was that it flowed well. There wasn't. It never felt rushed. And I'm just afraid that we have two episodes left. This is going to feel rushed. I agree. Because I don't feel like a culminating ending coming anytime soon, and we're. Next episode is the penultimate. Well, I, I mean, what's what's the story been, right? It's it's been playing out all along in the background of uh, the intelligentsia, and I'm assuming it's combined with this Hulk King, who many people are are, are assuming is going to end up being uh, Samuel Stearns, the, AK, AK, the leader. No, not the Red Hulk, the leader. They haven't cast the Red Hulk yet. The Red Hulk is dead, and they have to re cast him and they think they know who they're going to cast but they're holding off on that announcement because he has a movie coming out next summer that they want to focus on but um, regardless whoever it ends up being right you could do next episode and reveal him at the end of the next episode and you have that so it, I think they're there right how much more do you need I don't know how they're wrapping up it depends on where they're going you basically have an hour left of the show. You now have have had a story arc going for several episodes where they wanted to get her blood. They seem to have gotten her blood, and it's being posted publicly. 
So now she'll finally be for And we know that Nikki has been kind of paying attention to the intelligentsia thing. So she'll find out. Presumably she'll pursue it and, and we'll see what happens. Daredevil's going to pop up in one of these two episodes. So, like I said, we, we will see what happens. Oh, so, yeah. I just want to see the I want to see the She-Hulk super suit. So it's just be awesome. spandex. It's yeah, just but it's iconic. It's iconic. It's, it's not iconic. It's just leotard. It, it is she's to had, me. She, it she, is to me. She's had like thirty. She's had like thirty variations of the leotard. Well, that, that is true. That is true. But as long as we get the purple and white, that's all we need. That's that's the iconic right there. The purple and white. So cool. Little things, Mike. It's the little things. Fetish thing that I don't don't try to don't try to ruin my happiness. Should never try to understand other people's fetishes. I wouldn't even call it fetish. It's 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 uh, it's not even obsession. (laughs) It's 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 um, things that remind you of your childhood. Because I grew up on the She Hulk and her comic books and and that purple and white. You know that's okay. That that makes sense. That makes sense. Thank you. Sometimes I can communicate good. Sometimes I can communicate in word spaghetti. And, which and no one sometimes can't, can't we all communicate? And I was going to say sometimes Phil communicating is wicked hot. <laughs> it is wicked it is. hot. Yes, the wicked hot. Wicked hot. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I need training, Phil. You need to help me. Right, right. I want to yes, talk like you. I, I can do the Boston for you. I can train it. It's a, it's a, it's a I don't know though. It's, it's, yeah, sometimes it's like they said in the movie. You know, if you're not born in Amityville, you're not a native, yeah. or whatever the, the thing is. But I don't know. Anyway, uh, back to uh, some of this here. Uh, did anybody else want to bring any other parts up that we've missed that you had on your list to bring up? Well, I was a little disappointed that, that Josh ended up being an asshole. Yes, it's me too. Um, it was disappointing. The fact that I'm, I'm okay with it because I felt like they were setting it up for someone else to be the asshole. Like I said, I was expecting the namaste group to turn on her at the end. Um, so, and like I said, I, I just have this fear that they're going to, that they were going to use the um, turn the leader or, you know, into something he wasn't because they're trying to do this toxic masculine man, baby thing. Um, I wonder if, which is never what he was in the comments. I wonder if the group is going to try to come in and save her. So I don't know. That would be fun. That would be interesting. Um, So we'll see. We'll see how all this ends up tying together. I think, um, we're still waiting to see how Daredevil ends up on the West Coast, other than perhaps to pick up his costume. Uh, uh, either I don't know if it's a, if it's a foreshadowing of anything, but Man Bull was actually originally a Daredevil villain, is uh, where he originally appeared. So I don't maybe it'll have something to do with that, but probably not. I think they just grabbed the lamest supervillains they could find and stuck them in there because, like, Porcupine was a an Ant Man villain and. Uh, El, Aguila, uh, El Aguila was Carmen um, and Iron Fist, and Saracen was Blade. But uh, I don't think they're opening in appearances either. So, 
Um, but yeah, that was about the only thing that I think of. And I said it was a minor disappointment, but not a big one. I just felt bad for Jen. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you, I hope so. You should. Oh, That's yeah. Wanted. Uh, yeah. Because I think it's relatable to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it, it just felt a little, tro- it felt a little tropey to me that the guy she really likes turns out to be just a piece of crap. Yeah. Well, not even a piece of crap, but, but part of the, the villains yeah. in a sense, you know, because if he was a piece of crap, he would have just, you know, banged her and never talked to her again. But he was, he wasn't even, that wasn't even his intent. No, he was, that was his bonus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he was smiling so, the whole time. So it was like, you knew that he just didn't give a crap. He was just this yeah. was perfect for him. Well, and the only thing that made me wonder, roll my eyes at the end after that was because it was just way too coincidental. He was this guy that was at her, her one of her old friend's weddings. And, you know, how, how was he invited there? How, how he wasn't invited, invited him? He was the groomsman. Yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't make any sense. It's like, how... Well, he was invited on the groom's side, and we, and we never met the groom. Yeah. Right. So uh, and also, it's just strange. Hole there. Yeah, I, I felt it was, yeah, because it was just way too coincidental that it, I would have felt it better had she, at a bar or a restaurant or at the grocery store or something like that, because then it wouldn't be too convenient. You know, it's just random. You meet people wherever you meet people. For him to be at the exact wedding that she's a bridesmaid and he's actually working for a villain that wants her Seemed a little too well, on the nose. I mean, it could also be that somebody he they, somebody found out. Oh, hey, you're going to be at the same wedding as, as Jen is. Hey, you know, we'll give you X amount of dollars if you, you know, get her blood and you know do what you need to do. And so, I mean, it may have been just an opportune thing rather than you know all you know seriously planned out. Now, granted, I don't believe that's the case, but. It, it could be, but I, I don't believe that's the case. I think there's, there's, you know, there's some plot twist in in here somewhere. I also was going with the thought that maybe Titania was involved. Oh, that's possible too. Right? It is possible. It, yeah. So that's what I was kind of going with. So as a possibility. So. But why would Titania want? Well, unless Titania wants to get blood, be able to Hulk out. But yeah, maybe. You know, maybe it's, you know, for her, but I, I don't know. Well, well we also don't know. Oh, I, I was just going to say it's interesting because she became She-Hulk because of the blood from the Hulk. I mean, you would wonder if this guy's like, huh, maybe I should just try the blood. <laughs> Come a Hulk myself. Screw who I'm doing this for. Well, they mentioned at the beginning of the episode that only, like, the odds of that working were, like, you know, one in a million. It's just that probably because they share some DNA that it worked. They're just getting some Hulk blood won't really work. Won't give you superpowers. Sorry, Barrett. No, that makes sense. 
I missed that part. In the, not not so. to crush your hopes and dreams. But hey, it worked <laughs> on Sam Stearns, right? So there's always a chance. Yes. <laughs> and and the Hulk, he's, they can't get his blood because he's out in outer space somewhere. So they have to go for yes. the She-Hulk. Yep. Well, he's pretty much been in Hulk form for a long time now, right? He hasn't come out of it for a while. Oh, he was out, wasn't he out at the beginning of the series? Right, but that's what I mean. That they weren't after him probably because of that. He hasn't come out of Hulk. Oh, right. Form in a long yeah. Time. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just wonder if he. I mean, can, he doesn't seem like he can. I don't know. I mean, because I mean, I'm sure after he. I mean, at the beginning, you know, he's still Hulk at, you know, the entire, you know, the entire time we, except for, you know, the, the absolute beginning, but, you know, he's training Jen and all that. He doesn't, he doesn't transform back. So is he, is he able to? Well, they showed him in the beginning, he had found a way to do it right in the beginning of this series. Well, I thought it was more they he, he he did it to be able to prevent himself from turning because he couldn't he couldn't control turning, but what he was able to do is no he had learned he had learned how to turn and that's what he was trying to teach her, but she he didn't need to teach her because she already was able to do it. She didn't need all this hoo-ha that he was trying to teach because i mean i guess my question is why didn't why didn't he turn back just to say look this is how i do it you know that sort of thing it's i i'm just kind of curious why he never turned back that's that's in 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 the show i mean he that that's my question why didn't he ever turn back because you know i'm I'm sure there are times where Jen probably would have appreciated if he, if he would turn back and become normal Bruce again, just because that might make her feel a little more comfortable. But I, I don't know. And if any of our listeners, and if any of our listeners have any suggestions or ideas of why that's the case, please feel free to email us. <laughs> Yes, please do. Dark Discussions at AOL.com or go to www.darkdiscussions.com and the menu choice, contact us. Put She-Hulk in the subject, whichever way you do email us. Anything else anybody want to bring up? I think we exhausted this one. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right, sounds good. So uh, we can get into our final thoughts on this episode here. Uh, But before we do, uh, Mike, me, you, Barrett, and another co-host named Eric uh, do another podcast weekly? That would be the Dark Discussions podcast, your podcast for horror film, fiction, and all that is fantastic. Um, We recently wrapped up our, oh my God, 550th episode about the 1978 classic Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, and uh, we're going to be shortly recording a new episode about another film from this year, but a little bit earlier on. And then we're going to have a knockdown drag out fight about whether or not to do an episode based on the monsters. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Barrett, myself, you, and a rotating 
uh, a group of co-hosts uh, do another podcast? Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Yes, we do. We recently recorded an interview. We still have to do the the um, review of the movie, and then that will come out. And and if the monsters doesn't the monsters doesn't make dark discussions, it may make Halloween Boutique. So we shall see. We have other items in the pipe as well. It looks like uh, Munsters may be an episode for next week on the Dark Discussions podcast. We have another Mike movie off. we've been trying to do for two weeks now. Yeah. Oh, agreed yeah. On, agreed yeah, on yeah. that. Yeah, we, yeah. We, yeah, we got to get that one in there, too. Yeah, yeah I still got to <laughs> see that. Um, so, yeah, we'll discuss all that later. And, uh, uh, Sean, uh, myself, you, Mike, and Barrett do another podcast? Oh, yeah, Decimation right of now? Dragons. The House of the Dragon Game of Thrones podcast that we will be doing this Tuesday, I believe, and uh, covering tonight's episode that uh, I'm going to be watching right after we finish this. Indeed. And uh, Mike, me, you, and co-host Eric uh, do another podcast when we don't do these TV show podcasts? Uh, uh, yeah, on occasion we do Cinema a la carte, which is where we review... Uh, films that are something other than horror films that we each take a turn in recording. We've had the latest episode kind of on pause now for a couple of months as we do She-Hulk and House of the Dragon. And who knows, maybe sometime in October or November we will get to our next film. But yes, we've reviewed everything from uh, Pixar's Inside Out to the science fiction classic Forbidden Planet to the doc drama Stalet. And a whole bunch of other things, or a small bunch of other things. We don't have that many episodes done. But it's very much a sporadic, fill-in-the-blank, fill-in-the-dead-time podcast. So that's there if you're interested. Indeed. Uh, Now let's get into our final thoughts on tonight's episode, which I forgot to give the info about it. And it was called The Retreat, Episode 7 out of 9 for Season 1 of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, uh, directed by Anu Valia and written by Zeb Wells. It aired on September 29th, 2022. Uh, so, Kevin, your final thought on The Retreat. Um, I actually found myself, it, um, I guess you could say, respecting this episode more after discussing uh, some of the intricacies of it. And so, yeah, this is, I mean... This is definitely better than last week's, but um, yeah, it it was a good episode, like all the others. So I'm glad I'm watching this. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's go with you, Sean. Uh, yes, I like the episode as mentioned. I like the aspects dealing with the humanity of attempting to try to date. And how it can do uh, a number on your mental health wellness. And I really enjoyed the stuff with Emil Blonsky and his uh, retreat. Uh, so I really liked it. As I said, it was a, to me, it was a much stronger episode than last week's. And I really enjoyed it. Excellent. Uh, for me, um, yeah, I think the, the strongest part of this episode was the uh, insecurities about the Josh uh, incident um, because it was uh, very relatable to pretty much any human being, no matter what gender you are, uh, no matter who you liked uh, or thought liked you. Um, 
it it was pretty powerful stuff um and very relatable unfortunately it doesn't answer any of your questions or solve any of your questions um but at least you're not alone it lets you know that um and for the twist ending or not so twisty depending on your perspective um it was um very downbeat and sad and unfortunate but somewhat expected as well uh based off of where they've been going with jen's uh insecurities um but uh at least it sets up the penultimate and the finale to focus on what is the final storyline or the main storyline that has been pushed to the background except for three to four minutes each episode uh but it appears that they're going to be played big for the uh coming up um which is what I think Kevin felt, and, and I think uh, I kind of agree that that's where they're going. Uh, let's go with you, Mike. Yeah, as I said, I really enjoyed the episode. I liked getting inside Jen's head a bit. I liked bringing to the fore the issues that have been uh, percolating for the previous six episodes. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed seeing these supervillains uh, interacting and coming to terms with themselves and their insecurities. I thought they played off each other very well. And I really liked how Tim Roth sort of tied everything and brought everything together. So I had a lot of fun with this episode. I, I thought it was a lot of good character work. Uh, and I think it's setting up very nicely for the final two shows. And that's pretty much all of us except for Barry. Yeah, it was a great episode. I think, I agree with everything everybody else said. Uh, great. Can I throw simple. something in? Of, of course you can. You guys have been talking about the two last two episodes, and IMDb is showing the episode lengths 35 minutes each, so you're not getting extended episodes. Assuming IMDb is correct. Assuming they're correct. I think they probably the are. The internet is never wrong. I don't see them doing longer episodes, but that's just me. Yeah. Neither, but we'll find out. Hopefully they focus on the main story plot, which is kind of the last three minutes of the last two episodes. Our last, yeah, the last two episodes have showed us, so uh, we'll find that out uh, next week. Uh, pretty much it. That's all of us, right? Yep. So, uh, wrap up, uh, once again, this was episode of The Retreat, uh, directed by Anu Valia, written by Zeb Wells, and Thursday, September 29th, 2022. We're recording this October 2nd, 2022, and to have us out tomorrow, October 2022. And that's our episode for tonight. So uh, with that, Mike, why don't you leave us out? Well, thank you once again for listening to us discuss She-Hulk. Uh, Avenger of the, uh, sorry, Attorney at Law, episode seven, The Retreat. Uh, we'll tune in next week and we will be discussing episode eight, uh, which is the penultimate episode of the season.